Thank you for asking. Uh, it's so good to be back with you. I I uh, have a, a difficulty oftentimes at lunchtime being able to be with you because that's when oftentimes pastors uh, go and talk with people and counsel with people. So uh, I'm here as often as, as I can. But uh, yesterday, uh, Rick came over and helped us. We have a group of um, young men who have been called into the ministry, and their desire is to be trained. Now, I need to give a little bit of background on this one. When I was growing up, I, I have four uncles who are all with the Lord right now, and they were all pastors. My grandfather was a pastor. A fifth uncle uh, in marriage uh, was also a pastor. My father-in-law was a pastor. My brother-in-law is a pastor. Um, my grandfather uh, in-law, I guess if you would say that, um, he was a pastor. So I come from a long line of pastors. And so when I was a young guy around in junior high, I knew the Lord wanted me to be a pastor. Um, the struggle came is that I was never trained to be a pastor. And I went to seminary and I, I went to got all the theoretical and theological uh, frame of reference, but I never really knew how ministry worked and the practical application of it. And so we started kind of a small um, little class for the individuals who are in our church that God, has, they believe God has called them into the ministry. We started to talk about that last um, time we were together uh, yesterday, but I had asked Rick to come and uh, begin their whole journey uh, by talking about prayer. That's his, what his uh, focus on his doctorate was. And I have oftentimes enjoyed being able to hear him give fruit to the labors of that uh, work as far as prayer is concerned. And so I asked him to come yesterday. He did graciously. And it really impacted me again, and it impacted the, the guys that were there. And I want to say thank you to you because he told me that you guys were praying for that that group. Um, it's important that young men realize that they're the next generation and guys with like me with, with gray hair need to realize that they can't hold on to the pulpit so long that the next generation doesn't get a chance because that's what took place for me. Um, I was not mentored. I was not taught. I made a lot of um, decisions in the early times that I would not make today, but I didn't know any better. And so we're hoping getting them involved, uh, helping them to see the nuts and bolts of ministry that it was really going to uh, minister to them and bless them. So that was what we were doing yesterday. Thank you for praying for us as we went through that. It was uh, four hours on Friday, and we just go through everything. And, and yesterday we began with prayer, and then we talked about the essentials of the doctrines of the of the Word of God. We talked about what calling means and what it is, and then we started into church history. And so all of those were delightful subjects for me. But um, then Rick afterwards said, hey, can you, uh, there's somebody that might be sick tomorrow, can you do the devotional? And this morning, I just want to give you what was given to me by the by the Lord this morning. Um, and I really, this is powerful, powerful stuff, but in Luke chapter 5, um, you know Rick's whole ministry as far as ACORN is concerned is based upon um, the word awe and how often we don't have awe in our ministries. And 
So that has been something that has prodded me in uh, recent days. And what does that mean? And, and how does that happen in a ministry? And so I was reading in Luke chapter five and the, the, the final uh, portion of Luke five or in verse 26, it basically says this, that what transpires, uh, there were three things that occurred. And at the end of these three things, this verse is given to us, verse 26, and amazement seized them all and they glorify God and were filled with awe saying, we have seen extraordinary things today. And I started thinking in my heart, how often our people come to our churches and they don't have that awe as they walk out and how important that is. And so I started asking the question, what is this? What is this that needs to be um, into our ministry so that we can have awe in the, in the church? And so I went back and there are, there are three different circumstances, and, and I'll just I'll uh, uh, mention them to you, and you get a chance to read through it today. I think it'll bless your heart, but in, the, in these three stories, they have an impact so that the people state at the very end that we have seen amazing things. The first one is Simon Peter, and you know the story. You know all of these stories, basically, and he, he has been fishing all night. Christ comes there, uh, gets into his boat, uh, speaks to the um, people that are there, and then he says to uh, Peter, hey, go out and uh, throw the nets down. And, and Peter's response is, Master, we have fished all night, caught nothing. And then he says, but nevertheless, at your command, I will obey. And what happens? They find all kinds of fishes. And this is the first one. In the face of failure, there is humble obedience, and that contributes to all. There's humble obedience. Just because you told me to do it, I'm going to do it. Even though I've been faced with failure, I'm going to obey you. Remember that one. Then he goes to the second one, and in the, in the second, a leper comes running up and asks for healing in, the, in, in, uh, in his life from Jesus. And again, here's another one. This is the, in the face of failure. His body is racked with, with, with leprosy. And he asks for Christ to heal him. And Christ does heal him. The Lord, the Lord responds with healing and cleansing. So prayer in the face of failure contributes. That's a second con contribution that is given in this passage of Scripture. And then the third one comes up that men are bringing a lame man to Jesus and he sees their faith and forgives their sins. And the lame man walks while others ridicule and criticize Jesus so that there is strength and forgiveness granted in the face of failure. And all three of these, all three of these are filled out, begun, I guess I would say they, they began with failure. And so often, so often when failure hits, we kind of sit back and say, hey, you know what? It's just not working. We're not, this is not going to happen. It's, and yet in all three of these situations, Jesus took that which was filled with failure and brings it to absolute awe. And it's after this third one, after the third one where they, he heals them and he forgives them, that all of these are brought to astonishment. They're brought to awe in the crowd.
I really believe, brothers and sisters, I believe with all my heart that awe is necessary in the church of God today. Because you have this in entertainment world that presents quote unquote superficial awe on on stage or on the screen. And the real awe of the soul is lost. And I think you see that and people see that. And as I was talking to Rick, he told me a story. I'm not sure the names, but that, that there was an individual who was coming to this prayer time and uh, asked for prayer for a friend of his. The group prayed for that friend. That friend becomes saved. Then uh, a friend of hers gets saved and another friend. See, you look at that and you go, that's all giving. That just bears awe and astonishment. And that comes because God enters into our setting, brings about his glory. And we are all sit back and say, we have a God of awe, a God of astonishing glory. And that's what our, that's what this whole thing is about with prayer. But that's what has to be filled with our lives. Because when that occurs, I'll make you a promise. When that occurs, People are drawn to it. They, they just can't stay away because they're unbelievable, unbelievable. And they come running toward it. And that's what happened with, with Christ. And that will happen with us as his, as his children. When our lives are filled with God so that he is changing things, taking failures and bringing them into awe-ridden glory, people are drawn. You don't even have to ask them to come. They, they come by themselves. So my encouragement for you today is to remember that you have a God of awe and we are the vessels in which he pours that awe so that other individuals can see and say, I want that. I want that. Blessings to you. Thanks so much for, for listening today. And I, I pray that your day is a, a wonderful, wonderful day.